So let me ask you a question, and I want to, before we get into our lesson tonight, how many of you are keeping up with the war in the Middle East? Okay, put your hands down. How many of you are not? That would be the better. Keep them up for a minute. One, two, three. That's fine. How many of you have no idea what's going on? Nobody's going to say anything. You're not going to. You're not going to plead it. I, I'm not telling you. I don't know nothing. Yeah. So I want to give you an assessment of what is really happening, so that you will know. I have been watching Israel for years, and I am aware uh, um, that er God does everything on the Jewish calendar. Forget the American calendar. God don't know nothing about your January first. But the Jewish just celebrated a new year, and um, I knew I knew that whatever's going to happen over there will happen on the, the the holidays, the Jewish holidays, and they all will. So, if you want to know what God's doing in the earth, watch the Jews. Okay. Now, in order for the Antichrist to to take over the earth, there has to be a peace treaty. And in order for there to be a peace treaty, there had to be a war. And the Ezekiel 38 war is what I'm referring to. Now, I've, I've been watching it. I've been watching it. I've been thinking that, that Russia and Turkey and Iran were going to just stage north and come down. But what happened, what really happened was Hamas in Gaza, which are Palestinians. Do you know that a Palestinian is not a, a Persian? Iran is Persia. Persians are not Palestinians. Palestinians are proxies. Those are people Iran uses. Uh, they're just useful idiots to fight their battles for them. So they stir up Gaza. They stir up Hamas. They stir up Hezbollah. And that's what happened. Netanyahu after we just, they just had, there's been more Jews killed in the last four days than any war they've had, including the Six-Day War. And the only thing that matches it's the Holocaust. And so Netanyahu has declared a war, and what, what he means by that is this. He will kill every Hamas man, period, end of subject. They will go in and kick every door in Gaza down. They will go in. And they're, they're planning it. They're bombing the mud out of it. Egypt has opened its doors to allow the women and the children, um, the Palestinian women and children, out. And Israel is good with that. And, um, and, and you need for the innocent ones to leave. But when the Jews leave, when, when, when they leave, there won't be anybody named Hamas soon on the planet. All right. That needs to happen. And I know you're thinking, no, Why? They, the Palestinians don't want peace. They want the Jews to leave. It's, they think it's their country, end of subject. But I said all that because it's a spiritual war, and, and you need to know this is spiritual. Whoever, own, whoever is seated in Jerusalem, their God is God. And right now, there's a, the Dome of the Rock is there. Okay, that's, that's quite a bone of contention. The Arabs have never had anything in Jerusalem, but they do now. But anyway, so I've been watching it, wondering what would escalate, and, and the war has broken out in Lebanon, 
and, and that's Hezbollah, another group of Palestinians. And, and so the war is going north. And I heard there's a war in the south, I don't know. But Russia and Turkey and Iran, and I don't know about China, China's in there somewhere, but, but those three um, are, are behind Iran, very strong behind Iran. So I, I believe this. This is an opinion. Do what you want to with it. I believe this is the first of the Ezekiel 38 war. Now, what I mean by that is Damascus will soon become a, a complete, there won't be anything there. The Jews will go in and just con- totally annihilate it. Okay. Now, you may, uh, you may go, well, I, you know, uh, the world has the idea, why don't y'all talk? Well, nobody wants to talk. And, and, and God told them, the Jews, if you don't get your enemies out of the land, there'll be a thorn in your side all your life. And, and that's happening. Anyway, I believe that w- if you'll watch it all, um, the, the Jews are secular, mostly. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes. They don't know their own Bible. They, they don't, they will tell you. We don't even know why people hate us. They don't know anything about their Bible. Nothing. Most. Imagine America. The vast majority of Americans are secular. They don't know God from Adam's house cat. And the same thing's true in Israel. Tel Aviv is, might as well be Sodom and Gomorrah. And y- y'all may not believe that. I mean, it is, there's, there's a lot of immorality and corruption in Tel Aviv among the young adults. And you, you would think the holiest city in the world, but anyway... Um, so what's going to happen here is this is going, I said this, let me back up and finish what I was saying. The Jews are tired of war. They're tired of war. They're sick of it. Their kids being killed and murdered and slaughtered, you know, and, and so if you read Ezekiel 38, and I'm not going to do it tonight, that's not my sermon, but, um, there will be a war that the Russians and Arabs, um, Iran, which is Persia, and Turkey will come down against Israel. They will come down. I believe this is setting it up, and I believe we'll see it. I don't believe this one, this war will not de-escalate. If it does, I will be surprised, but then again, I'm not God. I don't know everything. I'm, I'm just going to tell you I'm speculating. At least I'm being honest with you. Um, if that's so, and the Jews go, we want peace. When you see the treaty signed, and you will see it, the Antichrist is in the crowd. When, when you line the men up that are signing the peace treaty, and the Antichrist is one of them. Now, we may not know who he is right now. Now, I'm, this is going to get me into my sermon in a minute, because um, we're going to talk about the, the times we're living in. Um, we're living in trouble times. Jesus told us, when you see these things, let not your heart be troubled. Now, he gave us a way out. And you and I must now begin to pay attention to what he said. Okay, thank you, y'all. It's so exciting. All right, go to John 16. 
there is no such thing as six, seven years of great tribulation. There's only three and a half years of great tribulation. That happens mid-trib. There's a peace treaty signed, and I can't tell you what happens after that. I, I don't know everything. I've watched it and studied it to the absolute best of my ability. But there is a promise in, in the story of Noah. If you want a promise of being out of here seven years, there is one in the story. If you all are excited about being gone. No, I'm excited. Okay. God locked Noah in the ark for seven days before the flood. It seems to be one of the very few indications anywhere in the Bible that we will be taken out seven days and or seven years prior. That means that whatever's happening soon, if, if there's a rapture pre-trib, we don't have long. That I want you to live like he's coming soon, and I want you to live like you're going through it. I don't want you to live that the rapture is escape. He gave you an escape. Okay, well, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Are y'all ready? All right, good. Um, what, what we're going to talk about now is the Holy Spirit and, 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 and working with him. We went to see, I went to see Dr. Mary Frances Ferrallo the other night. She was down at Rob Mirage's church. And uh, she said some things. But anyway, I'll, let, me, let me get into that in a minute. J John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. All right. I want you to think about this, what I'm fixing to say to you. Because I believe there will be pro greater problems in America. It is very important for you to get out of your mind that, and many, many people do this. I, I, wish, that, I wish they didn't, but they do. They, they keep talking about the good old days and the way it was. Get over it. You will never go back to Ozzie and Harriet and leave it to Beaver before the rapture. Are y'all okay? Get ready for this. Don't, don't be so naive that problems can't come here. The last election caught everyone, including Donald Trump, with his pants down. See, Donald Trump didn't know how bad the left was. Church members don't know how bad the devil can be. Okay, you and I are in a spiritual war, and, and you need to live within that reality. You can't live outside the fact that you live in a war zone. And I'm referring to a spiritual war. Are y'all... The devil is threatened by you. If you come to a church like this, and you've heard who you are in Christ, and you know that you have authority, you have in the spirit realm a big target on your chest. Get over it. The devil knows more about who you are than you know who you are. He's not bothered 
by the average Christian. But he's bothered by you because of who you are. So there are, there are things you, you can't go through life in la-la. A lot of young men are, are kind of shocked when they are put in the military because you, you need to understand they have to train you to be a killer. I'm just going to stop while y'all freak on me in your souls. You, you can't go to, you can't live in a war zone without being aware that people want you dead. This is why boot, this is why you go to boot camp. Mama's biscuit eater is going to stop eating biscuits and start eating dynamite. And, and you've got to understand that a war is a necessary evil. Y'all are so quiet. Goliath needed to be killed. Bad, bad people need to be arrested and put away. Not turn back loose on the street to arrest them again next week. Oh, God, you get me on this. The Bible says, thou shalt do no murder. There's nothing in the Bible, thou shalt not kill. Self-defense is not murder. I, when you watch the movie, and, and you should, other than the one clip where there's nudity, the Band of Brothers, where the American soldiers went over there and found the concentration camps and realized that God used America to stop something very wicked in the earth, Hitler. And as much as we hate war, you hate, you, you hate your sons going, you, you hate your family. I understand it. There's promises in Psalm 91 that you can stand on if, if you'll use your faith. Dr. Paul Young Cho sent many boys out of his church to Vietnam and lost zero because he put a prayer warrior with all. You, 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 if you have authority, you'd better learn to use it. Uh, you got to get out of law, law. Well, you know, I don't know why everybody just doesn't get along. Well, they're full of the devil. That's why they don't get along. You know that little thing on the bumper sticker? You know, the, all these religions that coexist. You, you can't have Satan religion coexisting with Christianity. Dagon found that out when he went, fell on his face. and Nobody's going to coexist in the throne room of God. All right, we don't coexist with the devil. Okay, we're here because, but yet you're here, you're in the world, you're in it. And we're supposed to be making a difference. All right, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Now listen, you live in a war zone, and God gave you a helper. Amen. Go to John 14, please. Go to John 14. You're in John 16. Turn the page to the left. 
and and Holy Spirit help me to say this so that people don't think that I don't like nobody. John 14, 16. And I'll pray to the Father and he'll give you another, another, another helper. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, when you were born again, you, you got the Spirit of God that washed you and you were born again. That is not enough. It is not enough to just be saved. Now listen, if you want to go to Israel right now, I highly recommend an M16, an AR, a Glock 19, a bulletproof vest. You, you are worthless. Now, I've got to use Tanya again. Tanya, don't get mad at me. If I ever see Tanya in her car without a weapon, I'm going to drag her out and spank her. Because when she puts on a badge, she's a target. Cannot do their job without a weapon. You, if you're a police and you just want to be sweet, you're an idiot. Because bad guys don't listen to sweetness. They listen to Glock 19, 12 gauge, M16, and tasers. Now you understand, and Tanya is a tough girl, but a 230-pound man, she has to have some form of equalization. Mess with me, I am carrying a 45 son, 230 grains of hot lead, and I can use it. Tanya, I'm okay, I'm okay. Okay, listen to me, listen to me. And you want her to. God is not dumb. You running around without the Holy Ghost, you're dumb. You're just a dumb Christian. If he said, you need help, you need help. Don't get out, don't wake up, don't leave the house. I, when I leave the house, I don't carry on nights, but I'm about 14 inches from a handgun. If anybody comes in, everybody duck, I can outshoot you. Leave them alone. Just leave them to me. See, y'all went quiet. I, we, I live in a world, and, and someone said, I, 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 do you carry because you're afraid? No. I carry because I'm intelligent. I, I turned 70. I, I'm too old to take a butt whipping. I already know that my kung fu is really only good for about 10 seconds now. And I will be out of breath. And I will be reaching for something a little bigger and more powerful than my Taekwondo Choranru Ishinru that I took when I was 30. I still remember how to use it. And, and give me 10 seconds that if I can't get you, I have to go. I got to change. All right. So. <laughs> Boy. You should too. Um. If nothing more than peace of mind, you hear a thump in the night, 
You, you need something that somebody's not going to come in and just take advantage of you. There's people, there's people in the world, and they're crazy. They're just crazy. Now, God knew it. God knew you lived here now. And, and I listen to this statement. I'm going to send you another helper. The same spirit that got Jesus out of hell, greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Now, now this is not tongues versus non. It is. But right out, when I lived in the cabin, the Lord said to me one day, I want you to carry, start carrying. Well, I, I went, no. I'm a pastor. What, what will people think when they see me carrying a gun? And so I, I, I didn't. But I went and bought me, I had a big 357 about that big. It was too big to carry. So I went and got me a little snub nose. I couldn't hit the broadside of a Barnwood thing. I really, I set up Coca-Cola cans, of, and after I shot at it a few times, it was still sitting there, and that was embarrassing. <laughs> I thought, okay, at least I'll scare the guy to death. Yep. I since I went and got trained. I'll tell you about that saying. I won't go too deep in this. But the Lord said, I want you to take the gun and put it on. And I, and I didn't. I, I left it in the glove compartment of my truck. One night I had a dream that I, that I was traveling somewhere and I had on a suit and tie. And the dream was in color and vivid, vivid, very vivid. And, and, and I got a phone call that says, Pastor, we need you. And I turned truck around and headed another direction in town. And I got on the turnpike. I knew where I was. And I pulled off at a filling station. My gas tank's going. You're empty. You can't go. And I pulled into an abandoned service station. And a man said, hey, can you come over here and help us? And he was over there behind some semi-trucks and, you know, flatbed liners and truck. And I said, sure. And I walked up to him. Three men stepped out with baseball bats. And I went. And it wouldn't, I went, oh, it's in the truck. <laughs> and I woke up. My bed is soaking wet with sweat. My sheets are wet. And I didn't pee. I knew what y'all were thinking. I got this thought. You're thinking he peed. I did not pee. I didn't. I'm not that bad. And I turned to the digital clock, and the clock said 357. Tell me how that works. Did I put it on? No. Worried about people. What are people going to think? Two weeks later, maybe one week, two weeks later, I had almost the same dream, different filling station, Different scenario, woke up in a cold sweat, clock said 357. I said, yes, sir. It clicked to 4 o'clock. I went downstairs, opened up my truck, got my handgun out, brought it up and laid it by my desk, by my bedside. Woke up the next morning and I put it on. And it has been on since. And I've been in situations where I'm going, thank God I'm caring. This is about as scary right now. And I'm, you know, and I'm just going, well, okay. To fix the problem with being able to shoot, I had to fix that. So I went and got trained, which I thought I could shoot until I started shooting competition. And then I realized I still can't shoot. And so I worked on it until I became very good. And I will brag, I'm very good.
I can shoot an empty shotgun shell off that door back there without any problem at all. I'm that, I mean, good. If you're around me, duck, I'll take care of this. Okay, never mind. Now, that's natural. Why would I do natural and not do spiritual? Why would I, why would I have an enemy that I haven't worked on, why I haven't worked on my skills to deal with an enemy? You and I live in a world and there are demons in your house and around you there's angels in this room right now. There's demons in this room. Some of y'all brought them in, and they're there. They're just there. And, they're, and, they, and, they're, and they, want, they want to harm you. They want to harm America. So the war in the Middle East is spiritual. The war in America now is spiritual. And yet God gave you a helper so that you have everything you need here now. You have everything you need. If you're, if you're taking advantage of it. All right, not everyone is. When people say to me, I don't believe in that baptism. I, don't, I mean, I'm saved. I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to fight, argue, you know, it, have at it. There was a lady in Jerusalem. She was a member of the We Want Peace um, anti-Jewish pro-Palestinian group. They killed her. She's an idiot. Thank you. I have met people who are, they're, they're Disney nuts. They're Disney fruitcakes. I haven't met them. I said I met them. That's not true. And I read about them. And there was a man that went to live with the Grizzlies to be their friend. <laughs> they ate him. He's a moron. Because the grizzly has never seen Disney World. One day I'm traveling down 46 and there's a black bear, mama, babies in the tree, and people are walking up within 10 feet taking pictures. And I rolled my window down and I said, he's never seen Disney, dummy. You might want to leave the mama bear alone and get in your car. How cute! Okay. And you know they're from north. Okay, never mind. That particular group was from up north. I'm being. I'm. I'm trying to be kind of serious a little bit. Jesus said the weapons of your warfare warfare how many people walk in this church and go we never heard a sermon on the devil I said that's because he's running your church he's on your board folks listen he didn't give you weapons when you go to boot camp, the reason they give you weapons is you're going to, they're going to send you where you need them. 
The reason why you put on the full armor is there's an enemy. Silly. I'm being. I'm. I'm trying to tone it. There. There's an enemy. And the world is not getting better. So if he gave you a helper, wouldn't you want to go, thank you. I will learn to cooperate with you, Holy Ghost. And we're going to talk about some things about him tonight that are maybe we haven't discussed before. So anyway, um, I'll give you a helper. Uh, you're not fighting Satan. He's defeated. But we are in a resistance army. Let's go back to Tanya. She's not making laws. She's not creating laws. She's out there to enforce what already exists. We're here to enforce the laws that are on the books. And if Tanya doesn't enforce them, they don't get enforced. Policemen need permission to arrest bad guys without the public getting all ticked at them. And you need to learn to arrest the devil without goofy Christians thinking that you're a weirdo. Because you walk around saying, in the name of Jesus, and Shandai, Shandai, I bind you, you foul devil from hell, and what were you saying? Don't worry about it. It's secret code. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. The Bible says resist him. You got to learn to resist him. Okay. Holy Spirit does not make you religious. He makes you victorious. He, this is not about my church versus your church. This is about victory versus being defeated. If you don't mind being defeated, then go to a dumb, dumb church. Go to a dumb, dumb church. You're, you say, I'm going to heaven. Soon, soon. You say in the rapture. No, probably sooner. You understand? You understand? Okay. Okay, Daryl Morgan, calm down, calm down. First John 4, 4. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. First John, this is the victory that overcomes the world. That's your victory. Second Corinthians 2, 14. Pop it on screen. I want you to read this. I want you to read this. Thanks be to God who always... Leads us in triumph in Christ. Through us diffuses fragrance and the knowledge in every place. God wants, wants you in victory. But without the Holy Ghost, forget it. All right, let's go back to Tanya. Wouldn't it be cute to see Tanya chasing a car down the road in her Nikes? Stop! Bad guy! I have a badge. As the Mustang leaves. You be stupid. Stupid. Talking about dealing with the devil without the Holy Ghost? No, goofy. You Jesus didn't attempt to take on the devil. He was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost led him in the wilderness. And he was victorious because he was full of the Spirit of God. When did he become the Son of God? At birth. Well, then he, did he need the Holy Ghost? Yes. Do you? Yes. This is not my church versus your church. 
This is my God versus your dumb head. This is truth versus dum-dum. That's all that it is. And listen, when you live in la-la land, America, and nothing ever happens, well, you don't need weapons. But when things go south, you might want to get some weapons. And when, when the world's turning out like it is now, you, you might want to get armored up. Okay. Acts 1 said that the Holy Spirit's your powerhouse. I will give you power. I will give you power. Why? Why? The, the other day I was watching the war that's going on in Israel right now. They're bombing whole buildings. That's, that's power. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. You need some boom, boom. Hey, devil, stop it all that. Boom, boom. You need, you need some power. All right. Okay. Okay. Romans 8. Go to Romans 8. We've been there before. I know you've been there before. I know you know it. But who cares? You'll hear it again. You say, I heard this before. <laughs> I'm not afraid. After Mark Hankins, I'm not afraid to <laughs> preach something to you more than once. And then next week, I might preach it again. You just never know. Because you say, well, why are you preaching it to us again? Because you didn't get it the first time I preached it. Oh, you just completely forgot about it. And, okay. Okay. Romans 8, 14. As many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Now, this is where I'm going first. Are y'all ready? How do you know what to do? How do you know what airline to get on? How do you know when to leave the house or not? How do you know? Well, if you're in the military, they have like radios. If you're a Christian, you have a radio. Little antennas pop up. And you have this thing inside that goes, I don't know, but I just don't think that we need to be going there today. So I'm going to tell you a story. Rick Renner had a vacation planned. Where was that place the tsunami hit? Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. He had a room on the beach that week. He's in Moscow. His family has needs a vacation. But in prayer, Shandai, Shandai, Harada, Borodu, Baba, Mnunu, Dabikita. Come on, y'all. He kept getting a no. And he didn't say, why? He went to his wife and he goes, I don't know what's happening, but I don't have a good, we're talking Holy Ghost feeling, not a, not a flesh feeling. I, I, something's bothering me about our vacation. Are y'all that sensitive? Well, you need, you'd better be. I'm going to stop right here and tell another story. Mary Fran got on an airplane one time. Holy Ghost said, get off. She got off. You know what happens when you get off an airplane and your bags are on it? They shut that airplane down until they find your bags and they interrogate you. 
Why are you exiting the airplane? Holy Spirit, right, woman. And that's, you know, her in her mind, this is going to cause, she used to be a stewardess. This is going to cause a huge problem. And she got off. I can't remember what happened to it. Did it crash? It crashed. It, it crashed. Everybody on a plane died. Now, now listen to me. Everybody on the plane could have heard from God. Pilot could have heard from God. They didn't. There's a lot of people don't hear nothing God says. They run around picking friends. They don't pray about it. Pick churches. Don't pray about it. Pick jobs. Don't pray about it. Pick spouses. Don't pray about it. You're crazy. You're you're a Fruit Loop. You know I'm gonna tell you something. God knows. God knows women. Let Him pick one. He knows men. Let Him pick one. He knows friends. There's people he told me, cut it. Cut your relationship. I don't leave them alone. Okay, back back to Sri Lanka. They didn't go. Tsunami hit. Leveled the whole hotel. He stood up at Kenneth Copeland's and went, We were supposed to be there. And he preached on they that are led by the Holy Spirit. I've had times when I've looked at Lisa and I said, and I told her this when I first got married. I said, I said, I'm, I'm, I want you to do something with me and I don't want you to fight with me. If I say no, it's no. And don't ask me why because I don't know why. But her being married to me, she's been married long enough. Now she's as crazy as me. She has those same heebie-jeebies that hit her and go, something ain't right. Something's not right. And you, and you, you got to spend enough time with God the Holy Ghost. We're not just talking about being led where to go to work. We're talking about every day of your life, where you are, what you do, what you eat, what you don't eat, where you go, where you don't go. You, you've got to know that you know you've you got to walk in the Spirit. Jesus didn't just accidentally pop in, up in the wrong place. When God told Elijah to go to the brook Cherith, he didn't say Wakiva. He said Cherith. You're looking for the blessing of Abraham, and it's at the other creek. Now, let me, let me back up here a minute. I'm, I'm on a roll. Y'all just let me rant here for a minute. Lisa and I have had the great joy of talking to ministers out of Ramah. Do you know how many men, boys, young men leave Ramah, and they pull out a map, and they take their finger, and they stick it on a city, and they move there? And I'm going... We know a guy. I won't mention names. God called him to Orlando, then Nashville, then Boston, then Orlando. God is very confused. (laughs) I was in Tulsa one year longer than I graduated. Why? I didn't know what to do. Why did God take a year? Well, if you read my book, you would know. 
that he had things to teach me. He had some guidance. He Listen, you're not going to second grade until you pass first. If he's not done teaching you where you are, he's not taking you to the next place. Quit telling him what to do and start following if he leaves you there a year longer, there's a reason you lived there a year longer. And I left there, moved here. And, and I will tell you this. I came here to the Jesus festivals, and I couldn't stand the way Florida smelt. It smells like fish. I can stand in Orlando and smell Cocoa Beach. And, and you'll think I'm lying, but Lisa will tell you. She can put perfume on in the bathroom and knock me out of the bed. I, ha I can smell where deer have been in the woods. I have a nose and a half. Thank you. I know. Y'all may think that's great. It's not. There are people that you, ooh, you ought to bathe. You know, I mean, never mind. And you women that put on lots of perfume, help me, Jesus. But anyway, I, 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 I landed in Orlando and went, this place stinks. It smells like salt and fish. And, and I, I, didn't, I didn't want to move here. I, hadn't, it was not, I didn't pull out a map and put my finger on Orlando. God pulled out a map and put my finger on Orlando. Put me next to Tom Copeland. And I told him not to do it. You know, Tom Copeland tried to move in next door to me and I blocked it. My wife was a resident manager. I stopped him from moving in. And I gave it to an evangelist. I did it. That evangelist never... I, I tried everything to become friends with him. Doesn't he know who I am? I'm an evangelist. I didn't know who I was. Well, after he lived next door to me for a while and he moved away, I went, that's terrible. He never even said hi to me. And then Tom Copeland moved in without my permission. And then he took me to Rama every day for two years. And then he moves to Orlando. And I got only one invitation from all the world. Orlando. Don't think God don't have a way of blocking you. I have an invitation. I'm going to pray about it. It's the only one in the mailbox. God goes, son, I'm trying to talk to you. So I move here, out of all places. Went to work with Tom and went to work as a block mason and went through a divorce and met Lisa. And I'm going to tell you the story of Lisa. I'm not going to go into great detail because I know you all like all the Hallmark details. When my marriage was on the rocks, my first marriage, and it was days basically over, one day Lisa looks at me and says, I want to drive your truck. I had a brand new Toyota four-wheel drive, and she just loved four-wheel drive pickup. And she said, I want to drive your truck. And I went, you don't drive my truck. You don't get in my truck. Drive my truck. I'm at the beach. I'm at the beach, and I'm there with all the teenagers. She says, all the teenagers here are seniors in high school. They're big boys and girls. They'll take care of themselves. Let me drive your truck. And I finally gave in. Let her drive my truck, you know. 
I don't want to wreck it. What I, I don't know how well she drives. It's a stick shift. She could drive a stick. She gets in my truck, and the Lord says, this is your next wife. And I looked at Lisa, and I said, did you hear that? She said, what? I said, the devil just spoke to me. Trying to get me off my faith. Get me to check out a woman. I went home that night and I prayed about that voice till the sun came up. When the sun came up, I knew that I knew that I knew that God said, this is your wife. I need you. I need you to get on with your life. What I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is I'm not going through life throwing dice. When he told me to take this church, I'm glad he told me to take it because I would have quit for sure. If I didn't know that I know that I know that I know that he said do it, I would not have done this. And I'm not saying anything bad about the people, but, but the pastor before me was not the greatest guy in the world. And some of the people still had memories of him and thought all pastors were not great and treated me accordingly and my family. It was, it was very, very hard. But you better know that you know that you know when, when it gets tough, you need to hear from God. I'm going to say this to you. You need to hear from God. Now, now, when you have prayer meetings and you walk in and you set your lazy self down and say, Barbara, pray for me. I've already instructed Barbara what to do. No. You sit right there and pray for yourself. But we're not hearing from God for you. You know why I never said nothing to Justin about a call of God on his life? I'm not responsible for him. If God wants to talk to Justin, God can talk to Justin himself. I don't want Justin going, you told me to do this, Dad. I didn't tell you to do nothing. Because when it gets tough, Justin needs to have heard from God. And the less you say to your kids, the better off you will be. I think my children have a call of God on my life. Hush. Grandma. They have a ballet ministry. There's no such thing as a ballet ministry. <laughs> Jesus needed to hear from God. Peter needed to hear from God. Paul went off in the desert and he needed to hear from God. Listen to me. Your, you will have a, your life will be great from here on between now and Jesus returning. But I'm going to tell you this. The greater one is in you. And they that would say me, say me, led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And he always leads me in triumph. You, you don't have to worry about a job. He has one for you. Find it. Don't ask me. I don't know. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Because you need to hear from God. Now, don't get mad at me because I call you lazy. But it is spiritually laziness. I want pray for me. No. 
this is church. I, I, when I was in school, I went to my teacher and I said, how do you spell blah, blah? And she said, there's a dictionary on the shelf, Daryl. And I said to her, well, how can I find it since I don't know how to spell it? And she said, you'll figure it out. She's not there to do my studying. I'm not here to do your studying, your praying, and your walk with God. Get your own. Some of y'all are going, we came tonight to hear this. Are you serious? We had other things to do. They know that. Now, Romans 8, 26. Are y'all ready? So when you're having a bad day, I don't even pay any attention to you. You say, why not? Well, I got enough sense to know God the Holy Ghost is talking to you. And you're either yielding or not. But if you're not, he has ways of getting your attention. Uh, Shondai. Pastor, I'm having a bad day. You'll be all right. God is a big God, and you're not his first case. <laughs> Woo, help me, Zach. Okay. 26, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps you. When your weakness is because you're a lamb, and lambs don't take kung fu. Lambs, there's no such thing as kung fu sheep. They've never used a sheep for karate. Because <laughs> they're just dumb. And they have so much wool on them that they fall in the creek and they die. And they have bugs around their head that without a shepherd, their life won't last a whole day. They fall in the creek, they drown. They eat the wrong grass, they drown. They get, a roof comes, they die. If a bear comes, they die. If a mouse gets on, they die. Every day, die. And God called you a sheep. But he did put the Holy Ghost inside of you. And said, here, sheepy, sheepy, I have something for you. The greater one inside you. All right. Now, the whole, now, <laughs> y'all help me out. Just, just pray for me. Likewise, it help, helps in our weakness. You don't know how to pray. You don't. Now, when listen to me. You, your, your English is good for five, ten, maybe fifteen minutes. And you say, I don't pray much. That's because you don't pray in the Spirit. Why the Holy Ghost? Mary Fran made a statement this weekend, and I'm going to speak it to you right now. You need to let him lead you in your prayer life. So easy to say, God, this is what I'm praying about, Shanda, Shanda. Instead of, what do you want me to pray about? Because sometimes you're in there praying, and he goes, um, I'm over here. Yep, yeah, that's true. I'm not over there where you are. I'm over here. Yeah. And you're having all of these. No, we're going to get in the gifts of the Spirit in a minute. 
Well, let, let, me just, let me just deal with this now while it's on my mind. The word of knowledge is not just for Sunday morning. The word of wisdom is not just for Sunday morning. It's for you. It's for you. It ought to be happening oft. Well, you're praying. And all of a sudden you have this wisdom coming up. Follow it. That is God talking to you about what you need to know. He's given you a scripture. Find it, write it down, meditate on it, because he's given you wisdom that you need now. You have a Bible, but you ever open it up and go, I don't know what to read. Okay, one more time. I don't know what to read. Say amen. I don't know what to read. Well, pray in the Holy Ghost until those scriptures that you need to be reading are popping up out of the inside of you and, you're, and the, you've had it happen to where you're like oh you know I just had this this scripture just kind of came up on the inside of me and I was just sitting there in my chair praying in the spirit and then all of a sudden this scripture just kind of came up on the inside of me that's what the gifts of the spirit are for that's he's arming you with a weapon. He wants you to smack the devil in the head with it. You say, I don't know what scripture to hit him with. Pray until you get a scripture to hit him with. Well, which one do I use? I don't know which one you need. I'm giving you the scripture he told me to read to you. And that's this one. And when I'm done giving you this one, I'm going to go home. <laughs> Are y'all all right? Tell me I'm doing good. All right, okay. He makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches your heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he's interceding through you according to God's will for you. For you. A lot of times you think you're praying for everybody else. You, you're, you're primarily praying over you. And if he tells you to worship, that's a weapon. You worship. If he tells you to get loud, get loud. You, you, I know you might be, you might have to leave the room when your family is in there because they think that, you know, you're already fruit looping, but go ahead and leave the room. I don't, I do not know why when I pray, I do things like, chop, 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 I don't know what I just did. Chop, 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 chop. But you know, I don't do that around some people. They avoid you like the plague. Just... I walked in the bathroom one day and there was a guy in there and I thought he was practicing Kung Fu. And 
And I realized he was in front of the, the machine to dry your hands. And he was trying to get it to go off, but it was one of the ones that you had to punch and the paper came out and he couldn't get it to work. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to walk up and go, this one has a button. You know, I walked in the bathroom one time long, many years ago, and I went, where's the handle? Where's the handle? And I saw a guy walk in and went, and water came out, and I went, magic. And I went, water came out, I went, oh, I'm powerful. Never mind. Okay, never mind. Okay. I believe if there's one area spirit-filled Christians miss it the most is that you rarely pray in the tongues he gave you. You remember when Paul was on the ship? Now, I'm going to say something here. This is going to kind of blow y'all's mind. When Paul was in the hurricane, have you ever wondered why he didn't speak to the hurricane? You would have, to no avail. Because God didn't always want to do it the way he did it the last time with the other guy. You, Paul needed to get, Paul left and went into the belly of the ship. I can't prove he prayed in tongues other than the fact that he said, I pray in tongues more than you all, which means that he probably did a lot. But he went away to pray, and had he not gone down and prayed in the Spirit, he would have died on that ship. And everybody on the ship would have died. Satan was trying to kill him, and you need to understand that. And Paul got in trouble a lot. And he always got out of it and wrote a scripture, he always causes us to triumph because he prayed in tongues a lot. Now, now I'm, uh, just bear with me, please. I understand that your, your carnal mind fights you to sit and to do something that your mind is going, what are we doing? How long are we going to be in this chair saying, Shandai, tie my bow tie? I mean, is this Chinese or is this Hebrew? And your brain is like on, is that the FedEx truck outside? And is Lisa cooking something in the kitchen? And And your mind is like, we're not getting anything out of this. And I don't feel edified right now. And you've been doing this for five minutes. An hour? Are you serious? Am I the only one in here that's ever had to kind of go? Unless you have made up your mind, this this is something God, you, God, I need help. Pray. Go to church tonight, Wednesday night. Pastor Darrell will give you a word and come home and do it. I'm going to help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's good. That's good. 
Do y'all see that? Yes. Now, when I'm done tonight, I'm done with my end of this. Yes. I, I thought about doing this in this church. I think it would be fun to put out a pray in the Holy Ghost challenge for everybody in our church to pray one hour a day. And I doesn't mean all at one time. To discipline yourself, even if you have to do 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at lunch, you know. Yeah, yep. So listen, and I'm going to tell you something. Be honest. Don't come back and lie. Remember Ananias and Sapphira. Don't come in here and tell a lie. You see, you don't know how carnal you are. Until you make up your mind, you're going to pray in tongues an hour a day. And I'm going to say something to you right now. All of your dum-dums will end. All of your ignorance, all of your lack of knowledge, all of your lack of power, all of your lack of joy, it'll it'll all leave you if you'll just pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, Justin, tell me if I'm right. Mark Hankins looked at Justin and said, your problem is you don't pray in the Spirit enough. And Justin told God, I'll pray, what is it, one hour? Every day for an hour for 30 days, and I'm going to give you 30 days, God. And it changed Justin's whole life. Now, now listen, God gave you something powerful, and I'm not here picking on anybody, but I have a sneaky feeling that I'm in the presence of people who are filled with the Holy Ghost speaking tongues and do not. Shanda. I'm busy. You can pray in tongues riding down the road. You can pray in tongues when you wake up in the morning, except when you're brushing your teeth. I have found that (laughs) difficult. I don't think that was the spirit. Okay. It also is very difficult drinking coffee and eating bread. Other than that, y'all, I'm trying to make this enjoyable. I mean, this is called correction with cinnamon on top. Okay. How am I doing for time? Oh, my God, I'm out of time. Go to Acts 8. I needed to get into this next thing, and I just blew it. But I'm going to get into it anyway. Now listen to this. The, the, the book of Acts was written for you to learn from it. Acts 8, 26. And the Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. And Philip ran and heard him. Listen to me. You need to get accustomed to the Holy Spirit showing you things. Are you listening to me? He's there to show you. you, And you're not going to be successful if you don't. He's not going to mess up your life. Okay. If he does, it'll be like the tsunami and you needed it messed up. Okay, let's read one more. Let's read two more. Acts 10, 9. 10, 9. Go to 10, 9. The next day they went to the journey and they drew the city and Peter went on the housetop to pray about six hours. He became very hungry. He wanted to eat. While he was ready, he fell into a trance, saw heaven open. Great sheet came down. And in it were all kind of stuff like lobsters and crawfish and pig and pork and bacon. And he said, rise, Peter, kill him, have some bacon. And Peter said, oh, I don't think so, Lord. 
I have never eaten any bacon in my entire life. And the voice said again, second time, what I told you to cleanse, what I call cleansed is cleansed. You can now have bacon, Peter. It's amazing what the Holy Spirit will say to you. And while Peter was wondering within himself what this vision meant, he, and, he, and his people came from Cornelius' house, verse 19, and while Peter thought about it, the Spirit said, three men are looking for you, and I want you to go with them. Who is running the book of Acts? Who's running the church? Holy Spirit. You walk in a church where they have the Holy Spirit in the back room, run. That's the preacher's a coward. He's more interested in your tithe than he is you. You cannot make it without the Holy Spirit. Okay, all right, let's, let's look at another one. 10, 10, um, 28, no, no, that's not it. Anyway, 13.2, go to 13.2. This is it. And as they ministered to the Lord, that means they had a prayer meeting, the Holy Spirit said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work I've called them to. I've fasted and prayed and laid hands on them. So, so I want to show you this. From one end of the book of Acts to the other end of the book of Acts, God the Holy Spirit came down here to help the church. That's his job. That's what he does. We need to be spiritual. Spirit word people. We're word people. We need to be more spirit word people. What I, mean by, what I mean by that is let's go back to the scripture thing. I've had times when I picked up a scripture and I'm quoting it. And I'm quoting that one and I'm quoting that one. Because E.W. Kenyon said quote it. Right. But I've also found the times that I'm sitting in the room praying in the spirit. And the Holy Spirit will say, here's a scripture for you to quote. That's the one I need to be quoting. Yes. And, I, and then all of a sudden I go, whoa, that one worked. Yeah, the yeah. rest of them I was just talking out of my head. Mm-hmm. Come on, that's good. Come on, yeah. come on. When I'm praying, I've had times I've prayed. I pray for Joe and Susie and Sammy and Billy and Bobby. And all of a sudden inside me, names pop. And all of a sudden, I'm like, Father God, I'm surrounding Catherine Ford right now with the faith and love and plead the blood over Catherine. Catherine. And I go, what's what's with Catherine? But her name just keeps popping. You're effective. See, a lot of times we're praying for stuff and God's going, I'm going, God, I prayed. And he goes, "Uh, why, why? I don't know why. There's nothing over there you need to pray about. That's not your assignment. That's not your assignment. So Mary Fran said this this week. She said to Lisa and Justin and I, because you went to Israel, your heart is there with people that you know. Those are not what you need to be praying for. You need to be praying over Israel what Holy Spirit says you need to be praying for. Now you have to get over in the Spirit to do this. And people like Barbara and Betty May and and, and, and there's other women in the church, Jeannie Bowser. They're, they're not, there's probably others of you. You get in the prayer meetings. Our prayer meetings with our women, they can, they can be different. 
they may lock the doors on you because they've scared a few people. Like, you ought to see them the way they act in there. I mean, I hear freight trains and all kind of stuff coming out of the inside of that prayer meeting. What for? I don't know. You ever hear Mary Frame when she's preaching? She says, and she's shooting a gun, and you're going, is she shooting a gun? Or a helicopter. If you come in, there's, there's places that don't, they've had her before, and, and she's not allowed to come back. She's strange. Running around acting like a helicopter in church on Sunday. And then we're like, people are going, who was that woman? Say, I have a helper. Say, I have a helper. You have everything you You are more than equipped. We must become more Holy Spirit. We walk in here on Sunday morning. I'm not going to tell you we're going to change just to change because I'm not going to change just to change. But if Holy Spirit wants us to have tongues and interpretation and prophecy for the first 15 minutes of the service, that's what we're going to do. You say, well, that was cool last week. Well, I don't know what's going to happen Sunday. I don't, not God, I don't know what he's going to do. It might be boring. No, it won't be boring. It might be a teaching. We may jump and scream and holler and shout and run out and jump pews. We'll do whatever he leads us to do. But are y'all listening to me? I'm trying to... You have to get out of your head and quit letting it run you. I say this with grace. You don't have enough up there. Not for the time we're in. But you have everything you need on the inside of you. Learn to tap it. Trying to quit. It's 818. Just tell Lisa, tell me to quit. Don't quit telling me what to do. I pick on her all the time. I do. How many of y'all got y'all getting this? So you're getting this. You understand? I believe what I did tonight is pure Holy Spirit talking to you. I don't believe tonight. Well, that's a good sermon. This is not just sermon. We're li- this is a time we live in. We live in this time. Father God, I'm going to pray over this church right this minute. I just, I, just, I just feel led right now to do this. I'm praying over every person sitting in this room right now. Take what they heard tonight and seal it in them to where they understand you designed us to live in victory. But we have a part to play in that. We have to be word and spirit people. You gave us a helper. 
We have to learn you, Holy Spirit. We have to learn to walk with you, Holy Spirit. We have to learn to listen to you. We have to learn to yield to you. We have to start learning about the gifts of the Spirit, not just for Sunday morning, but for every day of our life. We may need miracles. We may need faith. We may need a word. But, but, but you will lead us and guide us in everything that we need. Between now and you returning to this earth, we will not be afraid of anything we hear or see. We're in the world. We're not of it. You said in the world you'll have trouble. That means we will have trouble. There will be trouble. But you overcame the world and you gave us the ability to live as overcomers also. I pray that everyone in the sound of my voice will pick up what I said tonight, what they heard me say by the Spirit, and walk out of here and go, it's time to start being Holy Spirit people, Spirit people, Spirit people. Hmm. Well, I'm picking up in my spirit that I'm not done, but I'm done tonight. Barbara, I have this urgency to train people. I had a youth group one time at Tom's church. Craziest bunch of kids you ever saw in your life. They're all nuts. They're kids. They act like kids. They act like they're crazy. Holy Spirit told me, make them sit in groups of three or four. Not two or five. Three or four. Make them hold hands. All of them pray in the Spirit, one of them pray in English. And make them do it. I set them down in my living room. And I would sit with them, and I would, in, I would get in their face. I mean four inches and go, I can't hear anything coming out of your mouth. I, I made them. Their parents were fine with it. They wanted their kids to quit being goofy. And I made them pray in tongues. They did this. Melanie, help me with this. Three, four months. Three or four months. At the end of three or four months, they were having the gifts of the Spirit, tongues and interpretation. They were prophesying. And I walked in one night, and they, every one of them were praying in the Spirit so loud I couldn't hear myself think. They, they were praying in the Holy Ghost. And I looked at the kids, and I said, Well, we're done for the night. If y'all want to go play basketball, and they went, no, we want to stay in here and pray. And I went, Shandai, good God Almighty, what just happened to these kids? They got over basketball boys and girls and Twinkies. Once they got over in the spirit, they never wanted to come back out of it. But man, was it a bear to get them over there. I just have it in my heart to take this church. Get you to where you're a whole lot more Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Are you ready? We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the Big Give Now button. 
or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.